0: Hello and welcome to an, another episode of Father and Joe. I'm Joe Rocky here with Father Boniface 6. And Father, our last episode, I kind of revealed to our, our audience here that, that we had given birth to a child. And again, as we're recording this, yesterday was his baptism um, for uh, obviously the first time. The, the, the only time you only get baptized once. It's not like you mean where you can know have that multiple times within your life. Um... And and there was such a learning experience with me, um, going through this process. Um, you know, at at least it, as I'm describing this here, the pregnancy process of um, Teresa was very on top of things, trying to learn as much as she could throughout it. Probably made me watch hundreds of online videos of various nurses telling you what it's going to be like and what the baby's going through and, and and all kinds of stuff like that. And, and it was all focused on, um, you know, the developing baby within her, but never in all of that time of seven months of intensive uh, preparation, did we ever truly discuss what was going to happen to her after the birth? Like it was always just kind of assumed that, okay, now we're in the baby hundred percent of the attention goes on to, the child, but we never really um, talked about, you know, what happens to, to the mother here in this situation. And um, as we were going through it, you know, obviously she's going through a, a surgery and putting herself back together after, after giving birth. Um, the, uh, the thing that kind of drove it home to me was she's not allowed to drive. And I was like, she is incredibly independent. If she wants to do something, she just goes and does it. And now we're in a situation where she can't drive. It, it just kind of really set a set a thought there. And it, the reason I'm bringing this up um, as it correlates to, to baptism was that something essentially came to me where at various points, I am forced to make a choice um, about priorities and and you can only have you only have so much attention, energy, etc. Um, how do you prioritize the order of giving it out? And the way that I looked at this, I'm pretty sure, is contrary to the majority of people which is kind of why I want to talk it out. And this will eventually lead to baptism, I promise. Um, but I, I had this thought process um, as an individual myself, not as a family unit, of how should I prioritize you know, things in my life. And I put an order to it. So this is not in any particular order. This is actually the order I view it as, as the first most important thing is I have to take care of myself. Because if I don't exist, I can't do anything else for anyone else. If I am incapable of X, I cannot provide that to anyone. Um, and then as we discussed and the reason we have this podcast, the next most important thing is, is the relationship with, with God. And then, and then my, in my opinion, the most next important thing is the relationship I have with Teresa, which at this stage in our life is our marriage um, because we are married. And then would come her physical health, because without her, I don't have a marriage. Um, And then comes my children, and then comes my business, then comes everything else. So I don't think that many people prioritize their relationship of their marriage ahead of their children. Because I think in some ways, when you're holding a brand new infant, it is hard to not be drawn into this is the most important thing in the world. But I am continually drawn into the fact that if I don't have her, I don't have any. There's no way I'm going to be able to make this work. Like, it's just not going to happen. Um, and, and, And yes, there's a practical element of that. But from my standpoint of it is we were given the sacrament to be together to be able to help develop a child spiritually. And if we put... Um, a child who's not part of the sacrament of marriage ahead of us that is hindering the sacrament we went through. Um, All of this in in preparation for developing um, the baby spiritually, which ultimately culminates with the first time Teresa was allowed to leave the house for non-medical reasons, was to go to church. And when we were there, also to, to have the baptism on the first day. So in that regards, she's very traditional and old school. Um, so that is kind of where I wanted to start with this episode because in a certain way, people could argument that making an argument that I'm ranking one sacrament more important than another. And I don't think I'm doing that at all. I think that what I'm doing is recognizing that my marriage is more important than my child. And I think that itself is fighting words to many people, but I want to start with, is that even the way to approach life here? As I have a kid who's three weeks old, I could be wrong for three weeks. It's much better to be wrong for three weeks than, you know, three years or three decades. So with that being said, I want to just kind of start with a thought process that I have and see uh, see what the historical teachings of the faith are.
1: Uh, yeah, well, I appreciate your reflections on those points. Yeah. You know, the it's one of those situations where the the answer is yes, uh, uh, both, uh, all, and in some sense we don't want to rank these kinds of things. Uh, You're being a husband or being a father as one being more important than the other. They're they're both essential to who you are at this point, and and they both demand all of you. You know, it's sort of like is marriage a 50-50 proposal? No, it's a 100-100 proposal. You know, it's like um, you sort of have to give everything to everything. So just to say that up front, uh, it should feel impossible uh, because it is impossible. And so, um, you know, basically as the Christian life is in some sense impossible, and uh, as Jesus says, without me, you can do nothing. So uh, we, we really do need him. What's impossible for, for us is possible for God. And so, it should bring us to our knees and, and help us to realize that not just is your marriage more important than your parenthood, your relationship with God is more important than both. And and that's in the the degree of, uh, just as you said, it, it can be hard to focus on a marriage when you have a helpless human being in your arms. It can be hard to focus on God when you have uh, another human being in front of your eyes. And so we do tend to need that explicit attention to the invisible prior to the visible and that's a, a good uh, f- skill virtue really uh to develop the virtue of faith that we're con- that we're seeing reality with those eyes not n- merely taking care of immediate needs but really looking to the the bigger picture and the source of all that is and so that we really put our faith first um, our faith, and then uh, our marriage, and then our parenthood is, is sort of the question that you're asking. Is that the mm-hmm. right ordering of things? And you actually said at one point, you you caught yourself early on noting that marriage is a sacrament, but then you said, I don't want to play one sacrament off of another. Well, there actually isn't a sacrament of parenthood. There is only a sacrament of marriage. So you're not playing one sacrament off of another. Uh, it's the only sacrament in the game. There's a, There's no sacrament of parenthood. So uh, and in that sense, that is where the grace is is coming from. You're just as the baby was derived from your marriage, so also the grace to parent, your baby, is going to be derived from your marriage, well, derived from the Lord directly, but then certainly communicated through your marriage and your bond with each other. and And that's really important. It is really easy to lose sight of that. and and it's not to say that, uh, parents should selfishly ignore their children for the sake of indulging themselves with each other, or something like that. That's why I say also, it has to be both. I mean, we can't really sacrifice one for the sake of the other. Uh, but, but certainly we can prioritize. And, and, and as I say, the, the child will be demanding more so than the spouse, and so, mm-hmm. and the spouse will be demanding more so than God. <laughs> so we do have to keep in mind those, uh, those require those uh, essential relationships and, and pathways of grace, other than just what's crying at me or yelling at me in this particular moment. And so that's where keeping our faith first and keeping our marriage in view, uh, whenever we're doing the uh, fatherhood or motherhood is, is really, uh, is really important. And And that is the kind of thing that in some cases can diminish over time as parents focus a lot of attention on their children. And, uh, sometimes, especially if there's a a stay at home mother, as I think uh, Teresa is then it'd be very easy for her to make uh, her whole life into out of this child and maybe uh, several more, God willing, who come after and uh, you providing very generously and being a good father working, Uh, enjoy doing that and you're really good at it. And so you could focus a lot of your energy there and and maybe to some degree playing with your children when you're at home and your relationship with Teresa could really diminish over time. And the kind of worst case scenario when this plays out is the emptiness syndrome, which leads to divorce. The children are raised out of the house and there's nothing there in the relationship between the uh, husband and wife. And and that really does happen um, more more often than you might think, and and so again, not to scare you or anybody else, but just to say, uh, it there is a real there is a real way that people can grow apart, and that growing apart doesn't just happen through uh, the kind of prioritizing as if uh, sort of not paying attention to each other. Suddenly they don't know each other. A lot of times there are little hurts that get in there, and little resentments that build up. And there are things from our past that, that get agitated. And, and so, uh, the, the, that relationship, the spousal relationship becomes difficult for different reasons. And then there's a desire to focus attention somewhere else. And then those difficulties don't get resolved and they kind of build up. And, uh, then, then we become numb and we don't want to feel any of that. And so we kind of wall off one part of our heart and wall off another part of our heart and numb some of our experience. And we don't deal with the, the conflict that's necessary or the reconciliation that's necessary in order to really grow as a couple and to move forward. And uh, those are the kinds of things to, to pay attention to. And that's what requires a lot of work. If, if things are going well, uh, mothering, fathering a child uh, is, uh, you know, you really, that also takes a lot of work, uh, and depending on the child, it's a, it might be easier or harder. I suppose uh, some children are more colicky, more uh, demanding, more assertive. Um, some children, and and that can be difficult for some people. Some children are are quiet and complacent, and then that can be a a reason that other that other people might neglect them uh, without you know trying to be malicious about it. They're the child is not crying out, and so the the parent doesn't pay attention, or some of the parenting strategies, uh, which I, I think are are being kind of uh, abrogated now. Uh, I, I think Doctor Spock, in the not the one from Star Wars, but the uh, the st- child psychologist in the 70s, promoted the whole idea of you know letting your children cry it out, and uh, I think that's uh, often not a great uh, strategy, because then children start to internalize that their voice doesn't matter and that they're not really loved and that nobody's listening. And, um, so anyway, uh, all of these things there's, and, and none of that's, uh, you know, there are a lot of different approaches and and you'll get all the whole range from, uh, attachment parenting to, uh, absolute distancing or whatever. And, uh, and none of that's, you know, written in scripture or you'll, you won't find it in the catechism. And, and part of what we learned from that is that there isn't a single path and there are things that are culturally conditioned. Um, one culture that comes to mind in terms of attachment parent parenting is in general, Asian cultures. And then I, I've known a number of people from Vietnam. So that's especially present to me, but uh, there's, there's a lot of uh, attachment parenting and there's very close family bonds. And those are very beautiful things and it's created in, an incredibly vibrant catholic community i'd say that the vietnamese church is one of the most vibrant in the world and uh is the 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 faithful there are just have incredible conviction and uh, have suffered a great deal and um, have grown tremendously as well but uh, there are different styles of parenting and and there isn't a perfect way other than just to say it really requires an attention to the human person and and caring for all of the dimensions of the human person, caring for those emotions, helping the child. Uh, so really affirming love, however that gets communicated, affirming love is so important for providing that affirmation, that that foundation of uh, uh, firm uh, emotional um confidence and and uh, a child who really knows that he or she is loved that's uh that's the really the most foundational thing but that can be done in in various ways and uh, i'm uh, not in the business of raising children although i have certainly had the blessing of knowing a lot of parents and accompanying a number of of couples and observing what how their children turn out uh, from my knowledge of how they're raising them and so i get a little little insight here and there but but these are great adventures and and something that you have to do together. And so just to come back to your point, Joe, that your relationship with Teresa, a man's uh, relationship with his wife or wife's relationship with her husband is, uh, is really essential because they have to be on the same page. And just as a child is a fruit of uh, a committed relationship, so also that child is going to be formed as that committed relationship is there. And if if uh, we can argue about whether attachment parenting or how much you let the child cry or make mistakes or you give them room to explore and uh, or you correct them at certain times and doing all of the finessing and nuancing of that, we can we can discuss that. What is un, unquestionable is that one of the most destructive things is divorce, and that uh, that's that being the most uh, visible and um, A tangible expression of division in the, in the marriage, of course. Now people can be divorced without being divorced, uh, staying together and being emotionally distant from each other cold, or even hateful towards each other can also be very, very damaging. Um, so, uh, and, and all of that's very formative for children, what they see in their parents and the stability that they have in that relationship. Knowing that their parents are committed to each other and love each other and that there's a, a center of love in the house is so formative and makes such a huge difference in the children's capacity to form lasting relationships. And uh, so anyway, just uh, again, another way of saying how important it is that that marriage relationship is really solid, warm, growing, and uh, continues to be, to be fruitful and affirming.
0: So many uh, thoughts have come out of what you said there that probably could be four podcasts. Um, but but to, to to go off of the the, the first one and probably uh, uh, of where you went through there is that there is no one right answer uh, as far as what you were saying. And obviously, I've been a parent here for three weeks, so I'm not trying to say I've gone through this process long enough to master it or anything like that. But I have. A read a ton of stuff, not necessarily about parenting, but about individuals' personalities and the reason I've, I've known this and invested time and money to to learn about this is so that I could be a better manager um, of individuals. And one thing that's a hundred percent true is it's applicable to uh, to everything you're saying about helicopter parenting, key parenting, or however you want to to put it, is that every one of us have a different personality and every one of us's personality interacts with other personalities differently so to go back to an episode we had um, probably about a month ago now where we can have two people saying words to each other that literally the answer the one gives to another is not answering his question but both of them know what they mean And they're both happy with the response is something that people, that's a personality type that's, I guess they call it abstract, that just know that I get what you're, I can feel what you're talking about, I got it, we're moving on. And there's a type that just seems intense and direct about everything, that if they talk to someone else who's like that, they're totally cool and fine. But if they talk to another person that isn't like that, they can come across as, mean or angry or or having an attitude or something like that. So um, that process takes a whole lot of work. And in general, um, while we can control our reactions to things, our personalities just kind of are what they are. Um, And and that's just one of the things that we get dealt. You know, at the end of the day, if you're a... um, a deeply compassionate person you're going to have a really hard time trying to live a hard callous life um, you just ultimately won't and most people without consistent concentrated effort become what their personalities are now how that's developed or anything like that i have read multiple conflicting psychology thesis about that i'm not going to get into any of that but the point being we all are different and they're, is no one way to have a relationship um again from my standpoint of managing someone why you can't manage someone the same way as someone next to them and some people view that as unfair but some people also recognize that if i'm trying to get the most out of this person i have to treat them different than you and that's just the way that you two are wired Um, and that's something that i think is incredibly important that most people don't um, consider so in terms of that skill set, it also means that personality-wise, some personalities just blend better together, um, and some personalities blend differently in short runs versus long runs. And um, I, I bring that up, kind of going back to your topic of, of the marriage. That when we start dating, it's most of us are thinking in a very short run capacity. Um, and then as we get longer along into marriage and and the rest of our lives well now we're in the long run big time and if if there's not thoughts about how personalities are different not just in you know views of ideology or politicalness but of how we physically are wired um, it can just lead to a, a a great deal of, of of situation. So as I said, uh, we, th- there's multiple content that we'll dive into future podcasts with that as, as we're kind of approaching the, the end of our time with this particular episode. Um, father, I do want to give you a chance to give a last couple of words before we give the send off to, uh, to next week.
1: Well, I think we, uh, we covered things, uh, pretty well. The, uh, you know, just a, just an encouragement for all of the, the married couples and parents out there that, you know, you really, uh, when, when you're given the responsibility to take care of a whole human being, first of all, as you said, Joe, uh, you can't do it alone. The complementarity of male and female is uh, extremely valuable and part of God's design. And so each one has something significant to contribute. And then the marriage should really be bringing the best out of each other as you grow together. And so, um, in and if in a, saying in a very simple way, the child is the fruit of the relationship. It's a, it's an expression of that relationship. And so, uh, the relationship is going to continue to influence the the children. And so, yeah, just uh, grateful for you, Joe, and grateful for your marriage. And now the, the baby that you've welcomed into the world and, praying for you and Teresa to be uh, wonderful parents.
0: Well, thank you very much for that. And thank you for everyone out there who's listening. We will be with you again here next week.